Hey there, Mom Squad. Welcome to Mom's Game 2, the podcast. I am Aisha. And if this is your first time listening, I am so glad that you found me. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back. This week in the podcast, we are talking about things that I am leaving in 2023. So I didn't do a year end wrap up because there has been so much and so little all at the same time. And I really, I reflected for myself, but I didn't feel like the topics that I was reflecting on had a place in this podcast, if that makes sense. So these are things that I did reflect on that I plan on leaving in 2023 that I do feel fit in with this podcast. Uh, And it will kind of serve as a year in wrap up, but also just a things I plan on doing better, basically, is what this is going to be. So if that interests you, keep listening. Story time, story time. Let's get into this story time. And this one is going to be a little different because this story time is about how I failed. (laughs) So for Christmas, um, for Christmas, I got my kids a couple of trivia games. And I just grabbed a couple trivia games off Amazon My kids love random facts, weird facts, like that's, that's their wheelhouse, right? And while I get tired of hearing it, I do love the fact that they soak that knowledge in like that. Like my kids are all filled with these random facts that will probably never do them any good, but I love the fact that they love it, right? So I grab a couple of trivia that it's just little trivia games, right? Like boxes of flashcards off of Amazon. I don't look, I don't check to see if they're an age group. I just say, I see one that says things that you didn't learn in school, 400 things you didn't learn in school, something like that. And then uh, the other one was like random things you don't know or something like that. Never gave it a second thought, right? So the kids open up their Christmas gifts. We had a great Christmas. Everything's fun. And they start going through these trivia cards. You guys, I definitely should have checked. So the first one that they open is the things that you weren't taught in high school. Cool. So I'm thinking it's just going to be a bunch of random facts of things that we should learn in school, but we don't. And I mean, it is. Yes, but it's also got random facts like um, what is the most common day that people have sex? 
what is the most common sexual position, things of that nature. And while, I mean, me and my kids, we have conversations, right? Like there's really nothing that is out of bounds as far as conversations go. But I wasn't expecting these types of... (laughs) these types of questions, these types of facts to be in this card set. So I was kind of taken aback when my son asked me why there would be a most common day that people have sex, which was one of the facts on one of the cards, which according to the cards, it's Saturday. Just if you didn't know that. So I had my husband go through all the cards and pull out all the cards that had inappropriate questions on them, right? But you guys, like, and then I went back and I looked, of course, after the fact, because it's things you don't think about. Like my husband pointed out, he was like, these are just things that you don't really think about when your kid is just like trivia games and you just see a random trivia game. The one that they opened first was a 21 and over game or a 17 and over game. It was for older kids. Like, just a simple check of age range. And the messed up part is because I did look at the listing after the fact. It didn't say anything about specifically sexual content. So I probably still would have bought it, even if I would have read it, even though it says 17 and over. Like, what? (laughs) So me and my son talked about it and I'm like, well, I mean, according to, I Googled it. According to Google, Saturday, Saturday is the day that couples have the most time together usually and are able to schedule out more time to be intimate with each other. So that's why Saturday is the most common day, apparently. Although I think Google said it was like Thursday or something. It was two completely different days, but I gave him the answer. And he sat and he thought about it and he was like, I guess that makes sense. Saturday is our day to do all the things. And you know, when dad's home, you guys do stuff together. I guess that makes sense. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm recording at home today. My dog's at the foot of my desk and he's sleeping like he's at my feet. So if you hear doggy snores, I'm so sorry. There's nothing I can do about that because he's sleeping and it's the middle of the night. Anyways, so that's my story time for this week because I felt as a parent. I mean, I guess not really. It's just sex. Let's be real. It's just sex. Eventually, they're all going to do it. It's, you know, most people do it. It's whatever. It's not that big of a deal. But like, my seven-year-old was reading those cards. (laughs) And we all know that she has a mouth like a waterfall. So if she just decides to go to school one day and be like, yeah, my mom bought me these trivia cards. And one of the questions was about sex. (laughs) Which if you guys know my kid, you know that that is completely plausible for my kid. Like that's not out of the realm of plausibilities at all in any way shape or form so I felt as a parent for Christmas not really but kind of I mean it is what it is but I was definitely caught off guard by the 
the questions that were in there because it wasn't things that I was expecting. In the future, <laughs> let me not say that lie. I'm still going to just buy things and hope for the best because that's what I do. I don't read things all the way through. I just kind of buy stuff randomly. And then it's like, hey, this isn't, this isn't really, this isn't great. It's probably not for the little one. And then we deal with it because, um, that's yellow. It's, that's where my kids got it from. Yellow. Seriously. But that's story time and how I failed to read a description and ended up in a conversation with my kid about why Saturday is the most common day for couples to have sex and totally awkward, but we made it through it. And I mean, realistically, he didn't really care. It was just me. All right, you guys, let's get into this week's episode. So this week we're talking about five things that I'm leaving in 2023. Um, Like I said, I didn't do a year end review episode. I every year I sit back and I look at the things that I did, what I plan on doing differently. Usually that doesn't happen. It kind of falls in the realm of New Year's resolutions where it's like, oh, not going to do these things, blah, 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 blah. But since you guys are my friends, you guys are going to hold me accountable for these things. So keep that in mind in the months to come. Okay. But five things that I plan on leaving in 2023, and I am going to do my best to keep myself accountable for these things, because I do feel like these are important things for my personal betterment. So we're going to see how this goes. Okay. I usually, I don't do new year's resolutions. I definitely don't do five of them because for the most part, I'm pretty happy with who I am and where I am as a person. But there are some things that I do need to leave in 2023. The first thing, the biggest thing, and one that I struggle with the absolute most, and I don't even know how I'm going to make this happen, but I have to make it happen because it is for my mental health. And that is blaming myself for everything. Everything cannot be my fault. Everything cannot be your fault. Everything cannot be blamed on one singular person. However, because of the way my mental health is set up, if anything in my household or in my vicinity goes wrong, it is my fault. Case in point, recently we had to put my dog down. He had a mask growing on his spleen. Talk to the vet, the vet tech. There's nothing we could have done. Nothing. We could have paid thousands of dollars for surgery and the outcome would have been like they were like, it's like a 30% chance that he would have survived that surgery because of where the mass was. What did I do? What did I hear? You failed as a doggy parent. You could have done better. You could have gotten him surgery and he may have lived. It's your fault. That's what I heard. And I held on to that. I held on to that for a couple of weeks because do better, right? Because it's my fault. I'm the one who's with the dog. It is my responsibility. He was my pet. It's not my fault. I know that now, right? And I knew that then, 
But the need to blame someone without feeling toxic. So blaming myself is so real. And I understand that that sounds crazy, especially because blaming yourself is just as toxic as blaming someone else, especially when there is no one to blame. I get that. However, however, this is what I do. So this is like something goes wrong with my vehicle has to be my fault. Couldn't be anybody else's fault. It must have been the way I was driving the truck. Just couldn't have been things break, right? Something goes wrong with something in the house. Couldn't have just been that things break, things are old, we need to get something fixed. It has to be the way that I was mopping the floor or moving chairs around or letting the kids jump around. And it's, it always circles back to me. And this is something that I have to let go of in this year. I have to, because taking on all of that emotional stress, that blame, especially blame where there's no one to really blame. So you're just blaming yourself and emotionally damaging yourself for no reason. It's unnecessary and I need to stop doing it. And I'm going to stop doing it for 2024. I'm going to do better about blaming myself for everything. Will I completely stop blaming myself for things? Absolutely not. In fact, it's going to be a struggle. And my first inclination when things go wrong is to take that blame internally. And it's going to be something that I do and I catch myself doing and have to flip my narrative. And I know that. And it's going to suck. And you guys are probably going to hear lots of stories about it, but that's okay. (laughs) So in 2024, I am leaving behind blaming myself for everything that I can't keep doing that. It's horrible for my mental health. Do you guys have a, a habit of taking in blame, blaming yourself for things Is this something that you guys do? Is this, is this a mom guilt thing? Like, where does this come from? Do you guys have any ideas? Do you, what do you think? Let me know in the comments. Let me know what you think. Okay. Number two, not sticking to my budget has to stay in 2023. I am horrible when it comes to YOLOing it with money. I am horrible. Like, and my husband's not any better, which just makes it worse. But so last year, the end of last year, I went and I had my micro locks installed, right? If you know anything about getting sister locks, micro locks, you know that those installs are not cheap. Upkeep, it's not cheap, but it's not, you know, super duper expensive. Like if you are used to paying to get your hair done every month or every two months or whatever, getting your locks retightened every four to six weeks, not a big deal, right? It's actually probably cheaper, but I am not. I've been a DIY kid since I was a kid and I learned how to braid my own hair in like middle school. (laughs) 
And we did budget for it, but then we needed to buy new vehicles because our family vehicle was in an accident. And then my husband's car, the vehicle that he was driving, something was going on with the engine and the engine mounts and he doesn't have the time or patience to fix it at the current moment and he needs a new garage so sticking to a budget (laughs) because I really could have been like okay I'm not going to get my hair done right now I will wait you know a couple months till things level back out after the big hit of having to purchase new vehicles and you know winter time is coming that means you know new tires uh one arising the house, getting, you know, plants and things brought inside, which means soil and things like there, there's just this whole thing that you have to do when you live in a place that it gets cold. I live in a place where it snows. So that's a whole other set of things that has to be taken care of. Right. So there's that. So sticking to a budget because Uh, I think that if I (laughs) buy one more purse or if I buy one more extreme craft supply, (laughs) my husband might lose his mind. But I told him like, you know, this is what I do because I'm sitting at home all day getting these ideas and I just need to let that creativity out. So I buy things like I shop for craft supplies that is that is my biggest thing is I shop for craft supplies a lot I have a closet that is currently overflowing with craft supplies not to mention the stuff that is at my office currently that I have to bring back home and stuff that is still in boxes that is in our living room like I have craft supplies And I need to quit shopping for them because I don't even craft like that anymore because the last year was so crazy. Like the last two years, I haven't really done a whole lot of crafting, but I also plan on getting back into doing a lot more crafting in the next couple of months. So there is that. But right now I need to stick to a budget and craft supplies are not in my budget right now. Right now, I want to get house stuff done, right? And how stuff is always expensive. So sticking to a budget so that I can accomplish bigger financial goals. Like there's a whole thing around that. It's not just stop spending money. It's not just spend less. It's really like sticking to a budget on my personal spending, my shoes, my purses, my craft supplies, my kitchen gadgets because your girl is a sucker for a good kitchen gadget let me tell you and I have a bazillion of them and right now I'm eyeballing a KitchenAid stand mixer right because I like to bake and I'm getting back into baking and I want a stand mixer like a hand mixer is cool when you don't bake that often But when you are starting to bake every week or two again, and then like you want to start making bread and things like that, really, I need a bread maker, but that's look budgeting. Okay. (laughs) So I I'm going to budget to get a new stand mixer 
2024, but I will not just go buy it. I will work it into our budget and I will stick to that budget. So if that means I can't get my stand mixer until summertime because I need to save money to buy it, that is what I'm going to do. I also need to quit using my credit cards, but that's not a situation that I'm willing to even think about committing to in 2024. Maybe 2025 we'll get there, but that I'm not there yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. So when you talk about sticking to a budget, what does that mean to you? Does that mean only paying your bills? Does that mean an every dollar budget? Like, cause that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to set up an every dollar budget for my household, but me and my husband spend so much random money on just random odds and ends. And, you know, he'll be working on something on the house and he'll need money for that, or he'll be working on a car and need money for that, or I'll be wanting to bake something and need stuff for that. And it's like, those are the little spending things that we really are trying to get in control for 2024. So like, how do you budget and stick to it? What do you do to make a budget that you can stick to? Like, do you have personal spending money included in your budget? Do you have budgets for like little household things? Like how do you make that work for your household? Let me know because I don't budget. I say, okay, we're going to take this much of your check and it's going to go towards bills and everything else is free game, right? And that's just how we've always done it. Get the bills paid, have money to do other stuff, right? But because now the other stuff is more expensive, like we're not just talking about going and buying a $100 pair of shoes. We're talking about putting money into our home, which takes savings and control to not spend that savings. That's the part that's going to get us because neither one of us have self-control in that matter. If we go out and we decide we're going to do something, we are going out and we're doing it. And it doesn't really matter how much it costs because, you know, it just is what it is. And those are things that we need to break. So how do you, how do you get yourself on a budget and keep yourself there? Let me know because, um, this is going to be a struggle bus for me. <laughs> Number three, I miss the fucking gym. I stopped going to the gym two years ago around COVID. So three years ago, two, three years ago, when COVID shut everything down, I stopped going to the gym and I never started going again. And that was a mistake. I miss the gym. I miss the self-confidence that I had being in the gym. I miss the relaxation, the, the feeling of taking care of myself. Because for me, the gym was always self-care. I, I can't explain it. I know some people don't see it as self-care. They see it as taking care of your health, which is kind of different. But for me, going to the gym, because I mean... 
all I really did was stretching and cardio. I'm not really big on weightlifting, although I want to get into weightlifting. I'm not quite there yet. So it was, you know, stretching classes, yoga classes, and cardio was my big thing. And I would go and I would listen to an audiobook or a podcast or just run through new music while I'm running on the treadmill or walking on the treadmill or on the elliptical or hitting stairs or stretching or in a yoga class or whatever the case may be. And I miss it. I miss it so, so, so much. I don't know how I'm going to squeeze actual gym time back into my schedule. So at the current moment, it may not be actual gym time. What I may be doing is working out at home, which is fine. Like, cool. I can absolutely look up yoga videos on YouTube and look up home training exercises and wall Pilates and things like that. I have a treadmill and I have a bike, both of which need to be fixed at the current moment, but they're easy fixes, right? We just haven't done it yet because we really don't have the space for it right now, which is one of the reasons why I'm super excited about knowing that at some point in the next year, we will get a detached office building for me because then I can set a gym up and it's going to be amazing. But in 2024, we are definitely getting back into the gym. And it's not for losing weight per se. Do I need to lose weight? Yes. That's not why I go to the gym. I go to the gym because of how it makes me feel. I those That endorphins, that happy drug rush, I love it. It's amazing. So I need to get back in the gym for that feeling. Will weight loss follow? Yes, because I will be doing something that helps my body burn calories. That's just, you know, A to B. But the main goal is just to A, get out of the house more. B, do something healthy and productive while I'm out of the house. Getting out of the house to go get Dunkin' Donuts, while yes, that is amazing, is something that I need to quit doing. Getting out of the house to go hit the gym, great idea. So in 2024, I want to get back into the gym. Now to start out, I may only go once a week because our schedule is insane and that's okay. Going once a week is better than not going at all. But ideally, I would like to be going to the gym five days a week again uh, during the week when the kids are at school. It was my thing. I would put the kids on the bus and then I would go to the gym and I miss it. I miss the gym so much. So in 2024, I'm getting back in the gym. It's just a thing that I need to do for me. Right. And like I said, I don't, I don't like new year's resolutions because I never stick to them, but these are things that I know I need to do for me. And, um, it's just something that I have to do. This isn't New Year's resolution. This is more, it, it's not so much triggered by the new year as it is things I know I need to do, right? And, and my journey of self-betterment. Do you guys go to the gym? Do you like the gym? 
are you a workout at home girl are you a a yoga girl like do you skip the gym and do like hot yoga instead I'm looking into hot yoga there's a hot yoga studio down the street from my house that I might I might take a couple classes I don't know we'll see I'm not fond of body odor so that's but I mean I guess the gym isn't any better I don't know any getting back in the gym do you guys work out do you plan on working out is that something that you guys are interested in doing and following along in my workout journey because that's something I'm willing to post about but I need to know if you're interested let me know because because the gym okay gym rat 2024 that's the thing (laughs) I miss the gym so much number five it is time to get rid of those good boxes I gotta cut my clutter and this is something that I have been slowly working on over the past couple months is getting rid of the clutter in my house getting rid of the boxes that we no longer need, getting rid of clothes that we no longer wear, getting rid of stuff that we used for past household projects that we do not foresee us needing in the future and really don't have anywhere to store it. Like getting rid of things as a whole because me and my husband both have hoarder tendencies. Like we both will take something that we know needs to be thrown out. And instead of throwing it out, we will put it in a corner somewhere and keep it for just in case. I'm really bad with like boxes and mail and things like that. Like you never know when you're going to need that one piece of paper. And he's really bad with like overbuying household supplies when it comes to things that he's fixing and then keeping the excess with nowhere to put it. We have so many random like screws and bolts and pieces of wooden things from when he built our bathroom that are just laying around because he doesn't want to get rid of it because he's not sure if he's going to need it for anything else. But at the same time, it's just sitting here taking up space because he hasn't used it for anything else. Right. And I'm the same way. I get a box from Amazon and instead of breaking down the box and throwing it in recycling, I put it in a corner somewhere and it's like, Oh yeah, I might use that to send something to somebody or to pack something up or whatever, whatever bullshit I tell myself to let myself keep that thing. And I know that continuing down that path, it can become a very big issue. And that is why I am trying to nip it in the butt now. And I have been slowly working on it, but it's been a slow process and I need to move it along because the clutter triggers my anxiety and it makes me it makes it hard for me to keep my house clean because now I'm anxious and I don't know where to start and because I don't know where to start I'm just not going to start and 
then that happens for a couple of days. And then I realize that there's clutter everywhere in my house because I haven't cleaned in three days and I need to throw some stuff away and I need to get off of that, uh, that hamster wheel. So in 2024, we're throwing out even the good boxes, even the cute gift bags, like we're throwing it all out because we don't need it. We know we don't need it. There's nothing anywhere that we need these things for. And we're going to start throwing them away. Are you a, that's a good box person. I'm a good, that's a good box person. I'm a, you never know when you'll need that piece of paper person. Uh, and it it's ridiculous. And part of it is because I like crafting. So you never know when you'll need that one little thing for a craft, right? But like, realistically, if you need that one little thing for a craft in six months, you can go buy it. Instead of having 60 million boxes that you never know if you're going to need sitting around your house. Throw stuff away. Like, seriously. I'm yelling at myself here. Throw stuff away. Because, for real? (laughs) So, in 2024, we are throwing away the good boxes. All of the good boxes, okay? We're throwing them away. Now, the big boxes, that might be a bit of a, a rule bender. Because when we get big boxes I give them to the seven-year-old to decorate before I throw them away so she gets to go on the inside of the box and color outside of the box and color everything's fun whatever that might be an exception to the rule but for the most part we are throwing things away in 2024 if we don't need it if we don't need it if we're not using it we're throwing it away end of discussion are you guys like me? Are you are you guys keeping the good boxes and the good gift bags? Or are we just throwing things out? Please say you're just throwing things out. Throw this stuff away. A cluttered house equals a cluttered mind. And that's I suffer from that horribly. Which is why I've been decluttering my house and getting rid of things. Because for real, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Last, but definitely not least, on this list, in 2024, I am leaving my comfort zone behind and trying new things because my next true love activity-wise, craft-wise, personal life-wise is probably just outside of my comfort zone. Let me explain. So, so I have anxiety. I don't like people very much. Being around people for extended periods of time drains me. Okay, we go to Girl Scouts every other week. My girl, my girls, Girl Scout troops meets every other week. After Girl Scouts, if I choose to be involved in whatever it is they're doing, so I'm in the Girl Scout meeting and I'm in there with the girls and helping the girls and hanging out, I'm in bed for a day afterwards recharging my batteries. Like, I'm shut down. I am drained and I am shut down. 
And this happens grocery shopping. This happens when I go and visit my husband's family. This happens when I go and do anything where there are people present. Even sometimes going to my office because there's so many people who rent office space can be anxiety inducing. And when I am done with it, I have to shut down for a bit. But I cannot continue doing this. So even if it's just a book club, even if it's just a virtual book club, even if it's a craft class, even if it's a concert, like I have to step outside of my comfort zone because I do know that a lot of my anxiety is self-inflicted. I struggle with so many things and instead of working through them, I cave to them each and every time. So I don't go out of my house very often. I am definitely turning into an old hermit lady. And I don't think that's good for me. It's not good for me. It's not good for my kids. And I need to do better. And there's so many things. There's so... There are so many things. There are so many things that I would like to do that I would like to try. And I can't do and try those things if I'm at home. So my next true love in life, whether it be a craft or an activity or just a place that I enjoy going to or a thing I enjoy doing yoga class, uh, hiking groups, like all of those things literally are just outside of my comfort zone. And I need to step outside of that zone and do more. And in 2024, I want to do just that. So that means, well, you know, Girl Scouts. I'm pretty involved in Girl Scouts. We do a lot of stuff and it's typically a lot of fun. That is... Holy shit. That is probably the only exception. But not really an exception because after Girl Scouts, I be white. I have to make sure I cook before Girl Scouts. I have to make sure that the house is already clean. I have to make sure that anything that I planned on getting done for the day is done because it doesn't matter what we're doing. At the end of it, I'm wiped. Going to the grocery store, same thing. Going to the movies, going to Starbucks, all the same thing. And you know, of course it It triggers different levels of shutting down, but shutting down all the same. And that is something that I need to kind of work through and try to do better at. And the only way I see that happening is uh, desensitizing myself. And the only way I can do that is by getting out of the house more, getting out of my comfort zone and doing 
I've, I've said it on this podcast before. I don't have any IRL friends. I have a lot of long distance friends and I not even a lot. Like I have four people that I talk to on a regular basis. I don't have any in real life friends except for my husband. He's my best friend. There's a meme that I saw recently that was something like when I say that I'm not going to tell anybody that doesn't include my best friend. For me, that's my husband. If I tell you I'm not going to tell anybody, just understand that he's not included in anybody and we are going to talk about it. Me and him are going to talk about all of the things. (laughs) But I definitely need to step outside of my comfort zone and do better. And I'm going to. And it'll start small with like me going back to the gym and maybe doing yoga classes instead of just stretching on my own. Like things like that are things that I need to start doing to step outside of my comfort zone of just being by myself or just being with my family. So do you guys have shutdowns when you have to go out in public like does your battery like instantly drain because like even if I have to run to Walmart and I have to be in Walmart for five minutes I come home and sit in my truck with my music on for like 20 minutes doesn't matter what's going on in the house I have to take that time to decompress after being in public and so that's time I'm taking away from my kids because You know, I'm anxious because I've been out in public and around people. And it's literally just being around people. I haven't even really talked to people. It was like a couple excuse me's and my bads and I'm going this ways and have a good days. Like it's not a whole lot. It's not a whole lot, but it's just enough to send me into, oh my God, there were people and I need to... Maybe not go into the, oh my God, there was people mode so often. I need to figure out a way to not do that. So those are the five things that I plan on leaving in 2023. So, oh my goodness. Do you guys hear my dog? He's so loud. Thor, thank you. (laughs) So the five things that I am leaving in 2025, quick recap, blaming myself for everything because everything cannot be my fault. It just can't be. I mean, I guess it could be, but it's not. Everything is not my fault and I need to quit blaming myself for everything. Not sticking to my budget. I need to do better about that because I have a definite spending problem and um, I need to do better. (laughs) Not working out is a big one. And I am getting back into the gym in 2024 because I, I miss it. I really do just miss it. Getting rid of the good boxes it's time to start decluttering I really need to get rid of the junk that is in my household I'm leaving that junk in 2023 and getting rid of it for 2024 because it's time 
It is time. And not trying new things, not being open to new experiences. I'm leaving that in 2023. I want to go out and experience things. I want to find new activities and hobbies that I like. And I know that all of those things are literally just outside of my reach. And I just need to be open to being around people so that I can enjoy new things. So I am going to work on all of those things for 2024. What things will you be working on for 2024? What are you leaving in 2023? What do you foresee being a struggle for you? that you want to leave in 2023. For me, it's definitely going to be the clutter. The clutter and the blaming myself are going to be things that are going to be so hard for me to rewire myself to do better with. But I feel like those are my biggest necessities that I need to rewire myself and do better with. What about you? Let me know in the comments. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today. It's been a blast. 2023 was a wild year for me and I hope that 2024 is so much better. Um, I think it's going to be a blast. I'm definitely looking forward to some self-betterment and some self-reflection for 2024. Um, and trying new things. Trying new things is going to be terrifyingly fun. So there's that. You guys, if you're still here and you enjoyed the episode, make sure to leave a like or a follow or a subscribe wherever you're listening to so that you can get notified every week when I upload new episodes. If you are not following me on social media you should do so you can find me on facebook on twitter on instagram on tiktok on youtube on twitch all under the screen name mom's game too i am going to get a link tree together and make sure that i post that on my website and on my instagram and my facebook so it is easier to get to my links, but everything is on my website, you guys. So if you just go to momsgame2.com, sign up for the email list, because that is the best way for you guys to keep up with what I've done throughout the week and the links to all of those things, any Twitch recordings that I've put up, any YouTube videos that I've put up, podcast, all of those things. I'll come in one email at the end of the week, every week. So sign up for the email list if you would like to just get that all neatly packaged for you at the end of every week. Uh, if you go to my website, momsgame2.com, there are links to the podcast, the YouTube channel, the Twitch channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. So if you want to get all of my links, you can find them on momsgame2.com along with merch and a blog and some fun little videos and things that are connected to my YouTube page. So be sure to check that out. And that's it. 
that's the end of this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Hopefully you left a like and a comment and a subscribe so that you can be notified the next time that I post a video, which will be next week or the next time I post a podcast, which will be next week. Anyways, you guys, it's been fun. Happy 2024. Here is to a better and brighter year than what we had last year. And if your last year was amazing, I hope this year is doubly amazing for you. Seriously, we are going to do so many great things this year. I will talk to you guys later. Bye.